Please be advised, the Kind of Movie Critics podcast may contain spoilers. This includes most of the movies you're going to want to see. This shit also contains profanity, so there's that. Enjoy. Yo, yo, this is Treason. Hey, hey, this is Corey. It's Amon the Mailman. And I'm Young Leezy. We're the Kind of Movie Critics, man, here for a special, special episode. You know, usually we talk about, well, first of all, how y'all doing, man? Y'all good? Everybody good? I'm all right. I'm very you know, I, well. I, I'm not good at completing thoughts, but um, <laughs> usually we bring y'all episodes for, you know, films, television shows that are kind of out there. The majority of people are watching them. You know, we have these deep dive conversations about it. Uh, but today we're doing something a little bit different and something special, something I, I've, I've been looking forward to for for a long time here. Or for I ain't gonna say a long time. That's capping right. That's capping right off the rip. For a couple of weeks, I've been looking forward to. It. It's only been out for a couple of weeks. <laughs> so, so um, uh, we are covering a an internet series called Sides, uh, and it is developed, produced, uh, directed, created by uh, Mr. Joseph Walters, who you may remember from our Burning Sands episode. What up, Joe? Yo, what's happening? Chill it, chill it. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all for having us on, man. This, yeah. this is a this is the the beginning of super big things, man. Uh, yeah, I, I, I feel would like, like to think so. I feel like this is like the first step, and then the next step is like Jimmy Fallon. Come on, dog. You done skipped like a million steps <laughs> in between. Listen, <laughs> capping like a bug. This is my host to this. This yeah. is my host. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to know we're right below Fallon. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that. Please. And, uh, yeah, but no, I I really do appreciate y'all for having me on. Oh, for sure, man, for sure, appreciate you for doing the damn thing. But along with Joe, the creator, we also have Ashley Gibbs, who is the Joe's co-writer and also the lead star of Sides the series. Melissa, what's up, <laughs> Ashley? What's going on? Hi, everyone. Thanks yeah. for having me. For sure, man. I need to just FYI, I got to brush up on my introductory skills. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but I here we are. Great job, bro. He uh, left out to you in Hampton, though. I, I, I <laughs> he, he, he did. He did. I'm sure it, yeah. it would have came up during the conversation. It oh, you know, I wasn't going to let that rock. I'm sitting here with my 050 shirt on right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Ooh. Did you say Onyx. ooh? Oh, wait a minute. You went to HU2, Ashley? Yeah. Wow. Oh, okay. Three H U alum in this jump. Four. Just, oh, four. That's right. I mean, right. I only did two years. Or <laughs> <laughs> did two just years. Coming off that big W over Howard. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. definitely. Oh, 100%. Howard, the real H U, right? Wait, hold up, hold on, wait a second, dog. I'll end this whole interview right now. <laughs> right, right. You saw my eyes, right? I'm like, uh, <laughs> not what I heard. No, I got a rep hometown. I'm I'm born and raised in Hampton, so I got a rep hometown for sure. Oh, um, so yeah, so too. so fuck Howard. Let's yeah, say that. How Hampton. about that? The city of Hampton. <laughs> oh Jesus! Thanks for making the distinction, wow. Corey. Yeah, yeah, because uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I hate Hampton. So much. Corey's like, no, no, I'm from Norfolk now. <laughs> no, 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 I'm you from people. nowhere. I'm from, I, I don't, I'm from nothing. Uh, so. Yeah, but um, yo, sides, man. So so. Joe, well, let me give you a public apology, Joe. I didn't show up to the uh, 
I didn't show up to the premiere, and that's that's it's I want to publicly apologize for that. Um, I would have okay. loved to have come, but you know the way COVID is set up, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we we were, we were in there socially distant, you know what I'm saying? I capped it at a at a certain number because of because of COVID. Because of the thing, thing, yeah, yeah. It's a, that yeah. was a that's a dope ass location you did though. We 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 produced the music video that was in there, man. Big ass warehouse. Did they show it on those big panel? Those big the panel walls they got? Nah, mm-hmm. nah. They so uh, you know they got the big warehouse, but then they have a smaller, I guess, lobby type situation. Uh, that can hold about 75 people, but we capped it at 50. Nice. So all they did was bring in the black pipe and drape, made it look real, you know, real nice. They gave us the atmosphere we wanted for a premiere. And then they have, uh, they had the 84-inch or 90-inch TV, whatever the hell it was. Right. And put that up, we plugged in the laptop, and, and got it, cracking. it good to go. Good, yeah, man. man. Good. How how was how did it feel seeing it on screen like that in front of like people? Did you did you find I know whenever I show shit in front of people, I always find myself like being hypersensitive to what they're reacting to and stuff like that, you know? Oh yeah. So I my my black ass was in the back. I didn't okay. even sit in there to watch with them. Right. Um I was I was I was nervous. You know mm. what I'm saying? Cause just being the one that put everything together and edited it and all of that stuff. Um, and being very critical of my own work, I just saw everything like, damn, that needs to get fixed. Damn, I wish we would have reshot that. Damn, I wish we would have did. So, you know, I was kind of picking it apart myself, but, um, you know, listening to crowd reactions, uh, during certain parts of the episode, Mm -hmm. they were reacting when they should have reacted. And it was like, all right, so it might not be too bad. And then when everything was done, everybody, yo, when is season two coming out? Yo, yeah. XYZ happened. We got to see more, blah, blah, blah. I was like, all right, we might be on to something. That's a fact. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. The way you guys ended this, John, I was definitely, it was a good cliffhanger. And I'm definitely, uh, you know, wanting to tune in to see what's happening with season <clears> two. <throat> so, so for our audience, everybody's kind of used to us doing spoilers. Mm-hmm. We're not spoiling this episode. Like the whole idea is we, we really want you guys to go out and support this. And, uh, you know, you know, it's kind of, experience it for yourselves you know we just kind of plan to talk about some of the main plots some of the characters and ask a shitload of production questions so um um real quick if you guys can uh either you know either one of you guys if you could just kind of summarize give us the log line to side so that way our our listeners sort of understand exactly what it is actually want to give the log line or <laughs> no. I feel I feel like watch I'm gonna summarize it and then Joe's gonna come along with a one liner right when I'm done. <laughs> just look for it. Go ahead, go ahead, go go ahead, go ahead. You do it. You do it. I, I hey, size is just a drama. It really, really depicts the lives of a few couples who are all intertwined in their drama and their secrets and a lot of their I would say hidden desires also catch up with them. Right. Um and everybody's problem intertwines with somebody else's problem. So yeah. It's a really, really big bob and weave of what it looks like in life when it's a group of friends and everybody's hiding something and it all starts to come out. So it's, it's, you're not going to miss a thing. You're really not. (laughs) I think, I think Jada Pinkett will refer to this as the ultimate entanglement. The ultimate entanglement. Listen, it was an entanglement. Old old folks call it messy. 
Yeah, lighthearted here. This is more than messy. <laughs> what, what is it? What is it? Clean up in aisle seven? Go ahead, hit us Man, with a corner. Yeah, this is a clean up on aisle seven, eight, nine. <laughs> you know, these, this is some awful people, man. <laughs> you know what, Corey? You're not even wrong. I had a friend who watched it, and he just like walks by me in the mall and was like, "Y'all are toxic." My goodness! Wow, I don't want to be friends with any of these people. Uh, Yeah, personally attacked. Oh man, yeah, toxic. Yeah, that's that's definitely a very mild word for it. So I got a bone to pick, especially and now knowing both of y'all is Hampton Hampton University (laughs) graduate, right off the rip, I got a big ass bone to pick. How y'all gonna make the white guy the most sanctified nigga in the whole thing, (laughs) bro? I I promise you, that's why. Recognize real. Why guys, you know, we don't cheat. Yeah, so <laughs> what deal was that? White men so, don't so cheat. So the thing, the thing about that, right? Uh, we kind of alluded to to him, you know, making some mistakes previously, but he he got him a a, a Nubian princess queen. Mm-hmm. So you know, he he's trying to do right by her now. But in season two, you know, there there's certain points in season one where you see him taking a phone call from somebody. Called uh, in in the, the phone is called Pops or Pop or no, it's Pops, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, it's Pops. And you know, in season two, it it might be his dad, it might be oh. a blast from the past. You know what I'm saying? Okay, Pops might like, be like, that might yeah. be how that thing sound when when he be smacking yeah, up against yeah, it. Yeah, Pops, yeah, huh? yeah. yeah. Pops. yeah. Pops. yeah. yeah. makes him the smartest person on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you say, Lizzie, it does what? That still makes him the smartest person on the show. That's but. a fact. Yeah, because everybody yeah. else was sloppy. Like, yo, a- you like a- really? Yeah. This is what the, I mean. You're asking for it. Bro. Yeah. We made it so over the top so that. You know, folks can watch it and be like, oh, hell no. Nah. But I, some of the stuff I actually pulled from, like, stuff that I know. You know what I'm saying? Like, th- things that have been, things that have been seen and told. Right. You know? What, so, so I'm, what's, what's the dude from, uh, what was it, Best Man? Where Harper mm-hmm. was about to get tossed over the, over the building? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I just cha- changed up names, made the situations <laughs> a little bit more uh, over the top. Boy, and we got a we got a show, man. This ain't your circle of friends, is it? Because this shit is all oh, changed. Come on, come on, come on. Nah, nah, nah. No, nah, no, nah. One, two, three, four, fifth. I think just taking like that and combining it with, hey, how dark and crazy can I make this person? Right, right. Yeah. Okay, so it's a little just, bit of reality, and it's, then it's a, a a good mixture of collaboration of real people problems mixed with. Some series like dark and twisty, like oh snap, where's this about to go? Got and it. I think that that's the biggest part. You always want to ask yourself, what do you, how do you want the viewers to react when this line is said or when this is, you know, about to pop off? And they mm-hmm. they reacted like Joe said, the way we would hope mm-hmm. that they would. It was the commentary for me. I had a group of people sitting right behind me at the the event, and <laughs> their commentary was hilarious. What? I don't think I could watch it because they were so funny. They were like, "He bet not," and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gonna get plenty of them. So, uh, how was how that? How's the? Because you guys wrote it together. So how how was that process of like putting the script together together? Like Joe, did you handle the the men's dialogue, and then Ashley, you handled the women's dialogue, or how'd that work? So I I wrote the whole thing first, mm-hmm. and 
Uh, Ashley and I also go to the same church. She works in the media ministry along Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to bring church into this messy shit. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Didn't. You I'm dropping hints now. One of them isn't a, a, a deacon in the show or something. Yeah, you <laughs> dropping hints now, boy. It happens. Now, boy. Yeah. It happens. Up the whole it happens. Yeah. So, oh, my uh, God. I, Ashley's actually a uh, oh god. (laughs) (laughs) So Ashley's actually a published author. Mm. Um, she's she's got a series of novels, and because I know that she's an author, I'm not a writer. You know, I just had an idea, and I was like, well, let me try to do this the best way I know how, and I did, and said, so I said, hey Ash, uh, read this, let me know what you think, and so she read it, and gave me back a bunch of you know, red marks on my paper. My shit looked like, you know, an F in, in high school. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it took you back so, to them uh, HU days, huh? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Try to catch I, 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 ain't fa- I ain't failing HU. Oh, okay, maybe, okay, maybe, okay. Oh maybe, maybe, maybe a couple years early in Bowie High School, but okay, no, not okay. HU. Okay. Um, but yeah, so she, she read the script. She gave me the feedback. She made a couple adjustments to it. And then not only did she make a couple adjustments, to it, she ended up adjusting way more than I thought that she was going to. Okay. And um, like you know, after she made her adjustments, it was like, uh, okay, all right, cool. Let me go ahead. I'm gonna take it back. I'm gonna read it. I liked what she had, but there were certain things in there for the men's parts. So it was just like, yeah, nah, he wouldn't say that like that, and I would just change it. Right. You know. So it was it was more like a back and forth versus a let's both sit down and and collaborate at the same time. Mm. Who was your yeah. favorite character to write? Oh. Actually, I mine think... was Malik. Really? Oh, what? Yeah, yeah. It, it was. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I write thrillers, so to sit there and write someone crazy, I, I literally went to Joe and said, hey, how crazy can I make this person? Like, how dark can I go? Yeah. And he was like, you know, just go ahead and write it. And I'll read it. <laughs> and I said, okay. Yeah. Ma- and I went all the way. <laughs> yeah, Ma- Malik, all the way. Malik was definitely borderline like sociopath, you know, like as far yeah, as I'm concerned. Yeah, they all were. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, Malik was like next level with it though. Like especially with the, you know, with the dang thing. First of all, I didn't even know they, there was basements in Virginia. Let's just start there. I didn't know there was basements in, yeah. in houses in Virginia. Oh, you can find some in Campus Yeah. I know okay. Newport News. I, yeah, I, they, that's a they lot. Flood, like, but... <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I, I, I lied. In Newport News, they do it like in the uh like like around the shipyard, like the historic area, like Newport News, there is some. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but that looked like a very like modern basement. I was like, oh, okay, look at them going to northern Virginia for this. Oh, yeah, nah. we, we did that right north. <laughs> right north. Right off okay. right on Phil Potts Road. Okay. Right on Phil Potts Road. Holla. And speaking of locations, I really was enjoying being like, oh, I've been there. I've been there. One of the things I was like, oh, I used to live in those condos. Right. <laughs> so, right. That was really cool. I also um, noticed that <clears throat> you used a lot of black businesses as your settings, um, which I also yeah. thought was dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that. Those are two big things that um, I felt needed to be a part of this series, uh, just to show off the the seven five seven. I don't think we hit all the seven cities. I, Suffolk. I mean, we love y'all, but y'all far. Um, <laughs> everywhere else, I think we we got a little bit of everywhere else though. And you know, I, I kind of 
took a little bit from um I know y'all have seen Atlanta, right? On of FX. Course. Yeah. And you know, you know how they show off Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's a show showing off Atlanta that we've seen in a hundred million thousand episodes of every TV show on television. Why can't we show off Virginia? Right. You know? Um, and then while doing that, why can't we show off black businesses in the area? That's a fact. No, I mean, that, that was a hell of a choice. Yeah, I mean, that's the only how we're going to be able to pour into each other is if we promote each other. Right. So, you know, it was that was a no-brainer for me. That's a fact. Another thing I noticed was um, you was representing with the T-shirts. Yeah, the T-shirts are the best, the man. the flat T-shirts. Yeah, yeah. T-shirts were cool. Joe and, and product placement in this show. Yes. Lay the book back upward. Make sure the logo's facing this way. Uh-huh. It worked yeah. every time. And I was like... I was like, Joe, get get my books in there. He was like, all right, we're going to angle the camera this way. Yep. Like, okay, product placement. That's right. Maximize that just, set, man. Yeah, man. I just wanted to make sure that I didn't want this to, I don't. I did not want people to look at this and be like, oh, Joe doing a show. Nah, mm -hmm. this show is everybody who's involved show. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So Ashley can go and be like, yeah, I have a show coming up. Uh, our other actors and actresses, they can say, hey, I got a show coming out. Anybody that was on uh, on set as part of crew, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm working on a show that's doing this. I don't, I don't, this is not for my elevation. Mm -hmm. This is to make sure that other people have an opportunity to be able to display their talent, show what their skills are so that they can take those skills and those talents and use them elsewhere if they decide to go somewhere else. But hopefully they use them more here in Virginia. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay. That's a hell of a mission right there. I want to rewind back to uh something you said you bought up Atlanta. And um, you know, we we we've covered Atlanta on this joint. That's like one of our favorite shows to talk about, you mm -hmm. know. The you know, everything that's happening with black in the black comedy space like Insecure, you know, Atlanta, you know, uh you know, shows like that. Um the way that you did the titles, right? The way that you did sides. I found I was like, mm -hmm. "Okay, this is kind of like a this is like a, you know, a page off the inspiration of of Atlanta." Was I was was I right on that? Yeah. Yeah, no, okay. I I found myself looking forward to how you were going to do each episode, and I was shocked by what you did on the last episode. I mean, that's the last episode I just wanted to show folks like, "Yo, this is this is legit what it looks like prior to it hitting your table." But then I also was trying to foreshadow what you see later on at the end of that episode. Right. So, right. you know, it was, I wouldn't expect a whole lot of people to like catch on to that, mm -hmm. but like folks that are into shows and people that do reviews and things of that nature, mm -hmm. I would expect them to catch on. And I'm glad that, you know what I'm saying, that you you saw it and that you said something about it because it lets me know that somebody's actually like thinking while they're watching. Oh, that's a fact, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, and you know, we we a bunch of filmmakers on this joint, so we gonna catch mm -hmm. little shit like that that the average person ain't gonna catch. But yeah, oh, yeah. is is dope to know that you like, you, you know, it's kind of like um, when you just showing that like that like there's a homage or there's a lineage to certain things. Just knowing that you're tuned into that frequency, I think it kind of helps with the presentation of the material. Uh, like you yeah. said, so so it doesn't so people don't look at it like, oh, this is Joe's show. It's like, no, this yeah. is so, you know, this is Joe, yeah, but he's a but Joe's a student of what's out there, you know, and and, right. and, and that yeah. permeates through the material. Um, mm -hmm. Can I talk about who my favorite character is? Because I'm, I'm sure y'all got opinions on y'all favorite characters. 
you know, <laughs> yeah, I know. Go I, ahead. Okay. I want to so, know. So listen, even though I feel like she was probably the second worst person in the thing, in terms of like, like to me, to me, Malik is the biggest dirtbag of all of them, right? To me, Malik mm-hmm. was number one, right? Right gaslight, underneath, gaslight, gaslight. right, right <laughs> underneath Malik was Krista. Okay, yeah, Krista, but but, but I, I liked her because she was like, not only was she a piece of shit, but she was like a very confident piece of shit too. Like, <laughs> like, like the way she jumped, the way she jumped on Megan's character, like, oh. Oh, so Frank just gonna call like she just wasn't laid up with Malik. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, <laughs> Frank just gonna call you. Like, hold on, you're the second biggest piece of shit in the show now. How you gonna call out somebody else? I, I, I really enjoyed uh her performance, man. And correct me if I'm wrong, is that that's that's Rayshawn's wife, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like yeah, it, she transformed in this jump, bro. Like yeah. low key to me. I've you know, I've I've only I've only I only know her through like Ray Sean's page, you know what I'm saying? And stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like, it, like when I saw her, it didn't hit me like that's Ray Sean's wife. It wasn't until I think, I don't think it hit me until I watched the behind the scenes. I was like, Oh, that, she low key transformed in this jump to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, I yeah. So. I, I feel like she had the biggest, uh, the biggest transformation of any character in yeah. the series for real, for real. Cause mm-hmm. she went from, being a complete bitch mm-hmm. to you know all of a sudden uh having a heart and and being showing some sort of compassion right. for her sister you know what i'm saying right um so it's funny that you bring her up because for season two uh uh lachey lucas is her uh well lachey johnson, johnson now right, sorry right. sorry Rayshon, because he, he gave me on it every time right. um she just got her master's in script writing from mm. Regent. Nice. So she's going to be on, along with us on the journey to write season two. So uh, she'll, it'll, it'll be a, a lot more uh, woman input on, on this female dialogue for season two. So Good. yeah. Dragging more women in the mud with you, huh, Joe? Hey, hey, man, I can't be the only one on the sinking ship. <laughs> right, right in all these nasty characters' parts. <laughs> who, who, who did y'all? Who did y'all find yourself liking? Mark? Um, I guess for me, I like Frank just because I feel like he's the uh, Kenny from South Park of this show. Like he just takes so many L's <laughs> constantly. Yeah, oh, that's a good point. But like, you just gotta love him, and he just like he just brushes it off his shoulder. Like he he's even terrible at cheating. Like he's like emotionally cheating. Like right, he was going in. He was cheating. Did y'all way purposely too. dress him in like a true religion T-shirt and, and braid his hair? Like was that on purpose? So so no, you're yeah, shaking he, your head. No, that's him in real life. <laughs> no 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 no. Sorry. That's not him in real life, man. Like there were no. we wanted Frank to display like. He's just getting out of out of the military, you know what I'm saying? So he's getting he accustomed like to civilian life. Right. right. You he know what I'm saying? Up so yeah. he just hasn't he gotten there. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't gotten there yet. He's still trying to get acclimated. They just moved back into the area from uh Florida is where I think we, we had them from. So yeah. you know, he's trying to get he's trying to get himself going again. Okay. So yeah. His style might be a little black air forces on <laughs> <laughs> in every <laughs> shot. Right. <laughs> That's funny. So, uh, well, so, so talking all that shit, Corey. Who was who was who was your character? Who was your favorite um, character? They, 
they all were equally really awful. I, I, I really <laughs> meant that. These these are some awful people, yo. Like how how you have a close knit group of friends that one night battles each other almost to the death and then the next morning <laughs> is hugging it out and, <laughs> and then they're all sleeping with everybody. Right. I, I, I mean uh, they're all messy, pretty, man. pretty awful. Yeah, yeah. They're all pretty awful. Um, uh, I'm I'm trying to think. You know, I don't want to say the white guy because you know he's perfect. Yeah. So <laughs> no, but um, if, it's, if it's that, it's that. You know, <laughs> you know. But uh, I like Nicole because uh, Nicole was mean. She was she she was not nice, and uh, I found myself really not liking her the most. So mm-hmm. I would say she's my favorite, least favorite mm-hmm. of the bunch. So uh, she was just really mean. Like I was like, "Why are you being so mean?" Right. Like, right. Okay. It, it just—it was she just not nice. She popping pills. She was popping pills, right? And so God, Nicole was popping at the whole film. For, for sure, yeah. they did the pill popper. I mean, you got, <laughs> the pill if, it walk, if it walked like a duck, you know what I'm saying? But uh, <laughs> correct me if I'm so. So Nicole was played by—is it Jasmine Alicia? Correct. Correct. And if I'm not mistaken, doesn't isn't she an artist? Isn't she like a, a, a she performing is. artist? She is. So some of her music was also featured in the series. Um, and it's funny because I didn't know who she was, you know, prior to us casting. Mm-hmm. Uh, she came to the casting call. She, I think she auditioned for the role of, I think she auditioned for either Melissa or Krista. Okay. One of those two. She auditioned for and, um, Melissa. Melissa was the one many auditioned for. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, I was... I didn't see her in that role. Um, right. I I saw her as Nicole, so I had to read for Nicole on that same day, and uh, that's who she got cast for. Gotcha. But you know, after after sitting with her and talking with her for a little bit, um, and finding out that she was an artist, I was like, "Well, you know, some of your music gonna be in the show." So, yeah. You know, just, just it, it's only right. It's only right. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Because right. I know that's a that's a battle. Because it's like, especially when you're putting it out there in the public, you can't really use, you can't use copyright material. Because I, I wouldn't imagine that you had a budget for music, right? That, that ain't how this is. No. You know, this is all self funded. I'm, I'm assuming, right? You, you know, uh, Envato Elements, Soundstrike, all of them royalty free services. That's a fact, bro. That is a fact. Yeah, but but that's a part of the process uh, that I think a lot of people don't really realize, right? You know, some, mm-hmm. when you watch these shows like Atlanta, and you know, and there's sort of burgeoning new music and stuff like that. A lot of that is because it's 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 a well, one I would imagine. And I can't speak for like I can't speak for Atlanta. I can't speak for Insecure. Um, one, you know, I'm sure part of the intentionality of that is to bring uh, bring these you know burgeoning artists a little bit more notoriety, a, a bigger platform. But it's also right. a win win because w- when you're able to sort of like delve into the independent artist realm and stuff like that, you're not dealing with all of the performers you know performers rights, ASCAP, BMI fees like that mm-hmm. like music budgets get expensive man they mess around and be yeah. like a third to a to a half of your you know operating budget so yeah um, yeah so. i mean so for for sides i mean and i'm y'all gonna laugh when i say this but this is like just being 1000 percent transparent the budget that i set was three thousand okay. dollars the budget that it ended up being right was less than five hundred dollars Really? For the entire season. Oh, yes. f- for music or for all of production? For the entire 
season. Jeez. Wow. Okay. Well, listen, yeah. man. I I, I got to tip I my mean, hat to you. Right. I I took a I took a a, a page out of Will Packer playbook. You know right. what I'm saying? Like he he doesn't make films for any money, but turns around and flips them, and God. You know what I'm saying? His sell out the box office first week, 20 mil, right. 30 mil. You know what I'm saying? Right. Doing numbers like that. So if, you, if you're if doing numbers like that and your ROI is crazy, you always going to be profitable. You always going to be able to do something. Right. So if you practice using your resources and doing things early on um, in, in whatever career it is that you have going for yourself, this one being production, then that's going to carry with you throughout time. Now, is it always going to be like that? No. Some things are gonna, you're gonna have to have a budget of like maybe a hundred thousand. But right. if you if you still take that hundred thousand and you make a mil, two mil, your ROI is crazy. Yeah, yeah, dang, that's yeah. No, you're right about that. I mean, that's that's a hell of a way to go about it. Uh, well, well, shit. Let me go ahead and blow your spot up. I hope your actors got points, my brother, because it sounds like a lot oh. of niggas work for free. Yo, your, oh, oh, your oh, actors yeah. are like, yo, twenty five hundred was oh, yeah. left. Twenty five hundred was left. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're like, yo, there's six of us. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, yeah. no. Nah, nah, and it's and and I'm so glad that everybody actually took a chance because some of these yeah. people didn't know me from Adam before we started. That's you know what I'm fact. saying? So they could have they could have looked at me and been like. Yeah, no, nah, nigga, I ain't, you know what I'm saying? I ain't feeling this. I'm I'm out. Right. But because of I I really think because of us already having a company, um the reputation that we have as a company mm-hmm. and then just how I carry myself in business and in production. Right. Like folks already knew, like okay, we know what time it is. He bought his shit. Right, that's a fact. You know what I'm saying? Well, plus, well, speaking yeah. of that, in your company, you got to acknowledge that you got a better half that people probably believed in that's more than your facts. ass. Shout that, out to your wife, yo, Stephanie, <laughs> man. Yeah, yo, my my wife, I ain't gonna hold you like so. You know, everybody knows that that my wife, you know, is is connected in the area, and she worked for some pretty dope people, mm-hmm. and we've been afforded some good opportunities because of it. Yep. And so, you know, I think sometimes. It, uh, I think what happens is folks think, oh, let me get cool with him. And then, you know, say, if I do him this favor, he going to ask his wife to do X, Y, Z. And it's like, well, that's not how this shit works. Oh. But I'm glad that you thought so. <laughs> right, right. Oh, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I try and do what I can when I can. But, right. you know what I'm saying? For the most part, it's like, look, take that out the equation. You going to do it for the love or not? And a lot yeah. of times people be like, well, I see what you about. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I completely, I completely co-sign with that, Joe. I think at the same time, Joe gave me a chance because he knew my, my credibility as an author and doing book signings in LA and got into being in a room with amazing people. He gave me a chance to write a script because you know that's what I always wanted to do. So I think that that just added to my own resume, and as a result, I've done so much more. Like afterwards, you know, just it's always who you do business with that right. goes a long way. For sure. That's real. That's real spill. So so the majority of your books, you, you said you, you're in the thriller, so I'm assuming that you write thriller? Yeah. Mm. All right, mystery spy thrillers. Nice. Mystery oh, spy thrillers. You gotta thriller. go ahead, go ahead and talk about your your, your joints. You gotta, Listen, you gotta plug I, real quick. Yeah, please do. I, I I've already, I've already sold I've had more success during the pandemic selling books, book clubs in this area 
um, one of the actual areas where we filmed the juice bars, actually where I personally go. So I knew the owner. Mm. Um, shout out to Just Pick Juices off the Military Highway. Um, she's amazing. She actually runs a local book club and they bought like 20 copies of my book. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, and I mean, they were just leaving reviews and then that took off. And then I got a book review from a book blogger in another country and he gave it five stars and really dug in deep on the character of Valerie, who's uh, basically, she's a trained operative and she lost half her memory and she wakes up in the suburbs. She's married and she's having nightmares only to find out those were the past missions that she was on. Oh, shit. And so she's, yeah, she's recovering her steps to see who set her up in her agency. So she's going back to where it all started. Um, so it's nice. Oh, so I'm, 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 yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like Jessica Bourne out this moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. What's the name of that book? What's the name of that book? Ha- the series is called Hashtag I Remember. Oh, it's all on Amazon. And because of it, I was able to do an audiobook that got featured on audiobooks for the month um, on like major platforms like Apple and things like that. So that was really a, a really great accomplishment doing book signings. And then because of that, the NFL podcast just took off and I got to interview two NFL players because of it. So oh, some great stuff. Where? Who'd you interview? With some good people. Um, I interviewed first, I interviewed Tony Adams, who's former Super Bowl champion from the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Got to tell a story about Tom Brady. I thought that was fire. I was waiting for that. Actually, nice. Joe's production company, this is why you work with good people. Joe's production company came in and filmed that interview, and he filmed a few of my segments as well. And then I interviewed David Long Jr., who's a cornerback for the L.A. Rams. Actually, he just scored a touchdown week one, so I did an interview with him. Right. So some good stuff. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm sitting here shaking my head. Oh, that shit sounded like Chinese to me just now. I don't know none of them niggas. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm like one of them non-sports dude dudes, man. So, But no, but no happy for you, though. Happy for you, Ashley. Yeah. Uh, no, All you that, needed to hear was that Hampton has bred someone who has done great things. That's a fact. That's, yeah. that's it. That's it. I, I'll say that, that's man. It. Hampton, just working not, with good people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I talk big shit, but no, nah, Hampton, y'all, y'all produce good products, man. You know, like y'all, you know, every time I turn around, somebody, an alumni from HU is doing something big, man. And, and it, it makes me proud just from being from Hampton, but I, I can only imagine how it makes y'all feel being from, you know, being part of that family. So, yeah. so I can't front on HU, yeah. you know, I talk big shit. Um, so, so, uh, so right. And I feel like I'm just hogging this whole stage, man. I'm sorry, man. I, <laughs> no, I, man, I'm, you, I'm you, you the host, you the host with the most, man. <laughs> I, I got questions now though. So Ashley, like going from writing book, like writing books is different from writing scripts. So how was yeah. that adjustment for you or like? That was a that was a fun challenge. It was the part of the tedious part of putting it in script form that was difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the creativity part. Um, I think I did a lot of research. So I told Joe I was watching everybody's table reads. I wanted to see like how they were going through the script. I watched Game of Thrones. I watched Insecure. I watched. Um, I even went back and said, okay, we have this much of a budget. I went and watched how they even got Goodwill Hunting together off of a budget of less than a hundred thousand dollars. Like I was researching, I was researching every major thing in Hollywood from you know black directors to white, all of them. And I was just like, okay, one way to shortcut it is let's do a lot of dialogue in one spot. Mm. Um, But it's going to be up to the actors to really showcase, you know, bring the words to life. So I think that that was really the challenge for me versus a book. You can really tell a story and be detail oriented and create imaginative space here. You got to tell the actor kind of what to do. Right. Not that that happened for Joe, who was also in the series. Um, Mm -hmm. So 
felt like Joe, you played yourself very well. Yeah, to, <laughs> I some, to some degree, I for sure. But yeah. but it, he he really like allowed that space for me to kind of give the dramatics to it, sort of speak on a more deeper level. Because that's kind of how I like to write. I want people to feel like, you know, oh my god, I didn't think that was gonna happen. Because I'm the queen of plot twists. Okay. You read my books, you're okay. gonna you're gonna want to go to the next one. I am the queen mm-hmm. of plot twists. Okay. And cliffhangers. <laughs> so you, you got the double cross and the triple cross, like like yeah. On the hip, huh? Always, always. So that was a fun challenge because of it. I learned a lot. I took master class. I'm still taking it now to prepare for season two. So good. So, much to learn. so you're taking it very seriously then. That's oh yeah, 100. Real quick, Leezy. I didn't. I I asked everybody else what they, who their favorite character was. I'm uh, look at me trying to suppress a black woman. Look at me. <laughs> look, who was your favorite? Who was the character you identified with? I was about to be like, well, nobody asked, but <laughs> I actually, I actually like Joe's character Jordan the best mm. because out of all of the grimy people really? on the show, he was the le- he was like like regular nigga level grimy. Like he wasn't <laughs> right. <laughs> he, he wasn't like a sociopath like the rest of them. Like, right. He was just like, you know what? I made a mistake, but like Yo. I'm not gonna be out here just yeah. regular extra. nigga grimy. Yeah. He's <laughs> Literally, we Jordan's character is crazy. He had people yes. walking around quoting, "I must be blessed." Like, just yeah. telling everybody, yeah. "I must be blessed." I must be blessed. Yeah, I must be blessed. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's wild, yo. Because I I wasn't even supposed to be in the series. I just wanted to, you know, produce and direct. And I ended up being in it because I couldn't find anybody to cast as Jordan. Oh, like, you could have hollered at your boy. No, 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 never mind. No, don't holler at me. You know, look, Martin's a hell of an actor. I'm not I'm gonna hold not, you. I'm horrible. Mari could have been Jordan. No. Mari could have been you. No. I could see I could, no. the hair and everything. Y'all the same person. No. Okay, he's just a little bit taller. <laughs> the one liners would have hit better if it was Martin. He'd have been like, "Oh, y'all was let it, y'all let the strippers intended. go." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just would have been better. You better get away. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Corey. I, was I always I felt like you were the comic relief. Was that intentional, uh, yeah. or did you just ad lib, or what? You know, was that he written did. into the to the script? Some some of Uh-oh. it was ad lib. Most of it was most of it was written into the script, and I just you know changed the lines up to suit you know how I think I would have said it in real life. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That's dope. Was, That's how that panned out. Was it challenging, like directing yourself and directing the scene while you're in it? Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how <laughs> I don't know how these director actors do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? On on big sets with with like movie stars, right? Because I I know for me personally, like just dealing with folks that were on our set, you know, there's a lot of yeah. first time people. Um, so you know, you gotta explain, ultra explain, overly explain, Mm -hmm. explain again, even after you've explained it the fifth time, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, and then you can't see what you're actually doing. You don't, you don't have the, the, the pleasure of being over in video village, watching what's going on on the screen. So you can only trust what other people are doing. And that's something that I think I had to grow with throughout the series is trusting other people. Uh, to let me know whether or not if something looked good or if something sounded good. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and, you know, sometimes it worked out and sometimes it was like, shit, I knew I should have did it. Right. You know what I'm saying? But 
it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, shout. That, I think that's a perfect time to shout out your DP man, Alexis. Um, if I'm not, yeah. uh, Alexis was his DP, right? Yeah, yeah Alexis yeah. was our DP. Yeah. What up, shout out? That, that was uh that was Lexi's first time as a DP, and mm-hmm. I think she did a phenomenal job. Um, you know, I yeah. know she started out as my intern back in two thousand. I don't even know, like 14, 15, mm-hmm. something like that. Right. And uh, she's just, you know, been around ever since then. And she's been perfecting her craft. And uh, it was a dope opportunity for her to get a credit under her name and, you know what I'm saying, apply what she's learned thus far. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, no, she, she, there was, there were some shots in there. I was like, go leg, okay. Cause I, cause I know that that's not like her main hat in terms of like, you mm-hmm. know, I, I like, I know she was just getting into it, so you know, watching it, there yeah. were some, there were some things I was like, okay, girl, I, I'm gonna yeah. t- tell you one thing that I I found myself saying, and and maybe I have to give this credit to Alexis. I said, man, everybody's skin looks so damn good on this damn. Everybody yes. was glowing and <laughs> yeah. popping you're and welcome. looking really right. <laughs> Listen, shout out <laughs> you're, to the makeup welcome. artist though too, because let me tell you something, Crystal Nicole Hill. Makeup artist, that's my best friend. Okay. She's good at what she does. Well, shout out to Chris. There wasn't a shiny moment ever. So. Right. Nope. <laughs> nope. See, he, Crystal pulled up and did her thing. She did. Okay. So I'm sitting. I'm sitting here giving Crystal credit to Alexis. Man, shout out to Crystal. Man, for for you had it. She had everybody's skin looking really, really good and vibrant. And mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, look at all these beautiful people, and then all these beautiful black people, and then homie. <laughs> You know, uh, let me not do that. Let me not do that because you know what? Uh, no, let me sh- shout out to shout out to the, uh, this character. I think his name was Chris. Who? What's, uh, Chris Max Chris Evans, Avery. I believe, yeah. is his name. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, he, Max he's Evans. Yeah, he's local. It's uh, he's actually one of my frat brothers. Um, I told Rayshawn that I was like, "Yo, I need a, I need, I need some diversity in this, uh, in this series, man. You know, what I'm saying it's great that we got black folks here, but damn, I really need a white guy." Yeah. And he said, Rayshawn wow, said, uh, wow, was, what you looking wow. for? Yo, two, that, oh, Corey, Corey's a good little actor. T- Yo, if you ever Man. need... Oh, really, Corey? If you Corey, ever I didn't a, know that. Honestly, Listen. Joe, I'm salted because as a I did not know expert, that you were an actor, dog. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I just... I'm disappointed, man. I really am. But yeah. it's okay. I mean, you coming off of you coming off of winning a whole Emmy, dog. I didn't think I was on your level. Yeah, son. so my price has gone up. Yeah, his man, price I know you got to Exactly. Exactly. So season two, I'm in it. Twenty five hundred. Oh, oh, just, oh just, do the, just do the raw switch out on Chris, bring in bring in Corey instead of Max the way they did uh the way they did on Viv. You know, Yo. like, <laughs> just, do, just do the raw switch out. Oh my god! No, nobody's just, gonna know. Make, right? You should just make him Latino and be like, whatever. Yeah. Right. Max was awesome to work with. I was just about to yeah. shout him out because I, I'll say something. He had a very endearing quality to him. You know, like like mm-hmm. um. I, I really I did find myself sympathizing with him the the most, and I know that's partially you know you guys' writing, but he he did bring a very endearing quality to the character of Chris man. So I you know shout out to shout out to Max for doing that. Was it was it sort of like um so so obviously it wasn't written as a as a interracial couple, um but like was there any like um when playing that when playing the opposite against that. Uh, Melissa, was was there any sort of like uh, 
I called you Melissa, like that's your real name and shit. <laughs> but was there anything like, did you guys, did you just approach it like, okay, this is just a character that we made white? Or did you approach it like, okay, you know, since we did bring in a white guy, like we need to be, you know, we need to make some adjustments to the performance. I don't know if that question makes any sense to you. Yeah, I think we I think we just honestly kept it more generalistic. Mm-hmm. I don't think we changed it because they were an interracial couple. I think eventually as the script evolved, you know how you start with a script one way, and as the episodes go on, it starts to become a living, breathing script is what I like to call it. So mm-hmm. kind of just go with the flow. And I think it started to now take advantage of that. Like what stories can we build upon now that we know what we got here? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's kind of what it became. Mm. Um, so I don't think it started that way. That was just my perspective, though. I don't know what Joe wanted to add to that. Right. Yeah, no. Um, it, it, I just said, hey, this is two people that are in a, rela- a relationship, right? Um, and it just so happens one is black, one is white. Mm-hmm. But as Ashley just stated, coming along with an interracial couple, you can build storylines. So we all saw, you know, Chris avoiding calls from somebody that we thought, it, it, that we saw was pop, mm-hmm. right? Um, one idea was, hey, maybe this is his dad. Uh, he's against him and Melissa getting married because, you know, she's black. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that's a, that's a story that we could write for season two if we wanted to go down that path. Mm -hmm. Um, pop, pop could be code word for somebody else since he was, you know, the white guy was the only guy not doing no grimy shit. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I don't. I don't think I looked at it as, oh, it's an interracial couple. We got to make them. You know, we got to build a storyline that's going to be pretty much uh, what people are expecting. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah. yeah. Real quick, Melissa, you had a little racy scene where you had to drop a little towel. <laughs> Ashley, and almost, I keep calling you Melissa. Yeah. I'm trying to, yo, uh, yo, I'm a method interviewer. Corey's like, get my name. <laughs> I'm, I'm a method interviewer. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ashley. You had, I was speaking to your inner Melissa, right? Like, yeah. But but you you had a little scene where you you know basically it's implied nudity and all this kind of stuff, man. Was that was that? I'm assuming you're a first time actress, correct? Yes, was, was very that, much was, so. was that a very uncomfortable scene for you? Were you like, everybody get out but Alexis? Was it one of those yeah, things? So this is where you, I shout out to, to Ray. I think he saw my face mm-hmm. and he was like, this girl, I wish I had taken a shot, to be honest, before I had to do this. Right. Know, I offered it. I offered it. <laughs> he did, but there was no alcohol. Anyway, there was no alcohol there. The point is, is that like, I, I always premise it this way. I didn't write it for Melissa to have all these scenes where I'm like in the cold. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, ah. shirtless and having to drop. I was like, Joe, how does this work? So this is where I really learned about filming. And Joe's like, just trust me, it's ankles. I said, right. okay. <laughs> so right. I, it was really a, it was one of those things where Ray was like, hey, everyone out that's not holding a, you know, camera yep. or sound bar or whatever it is. And we were able to to get the scene done. That was a challenge for me for sure. <laughs> no, that's, that, no. Sh- shout out to you for doing, because it takes a lot of bravery, I think. You know what I mean? To 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 be, you know, you're already being vulnerable in terms of a character, but to take it to to another level like that. And it's good that you were working with people that acknowledge that, man. I, I'm, I'm going to share something oh, yeah. with y'all too, man. Like there's like a, a series that I'm developing um, that's centered around like pimps and prostitutes, right? So we shot mm-hmm. like a, we shot like a proof of concept, sort of like a trailer for the thing. And mm-hmm. one of the scenes that we shot in there was like, it was, you know, a, uh, 
one of the prostitutes giving the John some head. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like like a, a oral sex scene. And um, in the pre-production process, the girl who was playing, shout out to, uh, oh fuck, I forgot her name. Just that fact. Oh, her, wow. her name is Amy in the damn in the thing, and I so I always call her Amy. But uh, but she, you know, she read the script, and I remember, you know, she hit me, and she was like, "Hey, listen, you know, the script is everything is great, but uh, are we gonna have um, it's 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 called like oh an intimacy coach. That's what it is. Like, uh, yeah. is there gonna be an int- intimacy coach here for this particular scene? And so th- the way that we wrote it, I'm like, well, obviously you're not you're not giving head, and we're not showing penis. We're not showing your mouth on a penis. So to me, I never it never dawned on me that it needed to be a thing. And so she bought it up, and of course I took the you know producing. I took the the concern very very seriously because that's the last yeah. thing I want is to someone to feel threatened on set. And it took me into a, so I basically had to research what an intimacy coach was. And I ended up getting on the phone with a lady from Hawaii who's apparently like the main intimacy coach person for like, she's like the main, she's like the, the Pablo Escobar of intimacy coaches. Like you go to her and then she finds, a, she finds like a service provider in whatever area that you're shooting, you know, everything okay. goes through her. And I learned so much just about like, I ended up talking to a young lady in, um, uh, she and she's a mental health therapist, uh, but then she also sort of doubles as like a, a as a you know intimacy coach sort of on the side. And when she got to talking about the sort of kits and things that she can bring in to help you know uh, you know kind of shoot a, a, a simulated sex scene, it is a fucking science. And I was yeah, blown away really. of how much of how much they put into making sure that everybody, not just the woman, but the men and and, and yeah. just the crew in general, everybody is comfortable on set. So I would imagine that your a show like Euphoria, oh my God. They oh probably God. got intimacy oh coaches out the ass, man. Um, I mean, I to to your point, I even went um as far as to watch interviews with actors and actresses for sure to see how they did. I remember I was uh what's his name? Tommy from Power. Mm-hmm. Talked about his scene with Lala. Joseph Sakura. Um, right. Yeah, just Sakura. And he was going in about, again, the set and what he did. And so I think the preparation that we put into that scene with uh, Max and what we did, we did a lot of like meet up at Panera Bread and kind of went over what we wanted, you know, the dialogue to play out, sort of speak, and collaborated with, you know, Joe and, and also everyone on the production team. And I think that that's what made it kind of follow through i noticed joe that you kind of use that snippet in every trailer and i was like ha that's yeah. good work right um, right i'm just saying glad my kissing scene translated up. well on on t on you know so yeah that, that the the, <laughs> the the kissing portion i didn't know ashley was going to do that okay when when i said action and they started going on with the scene i'm looking at them all right cool cool as soon as they kissed I had to cover my mouth. I was like, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and the only only reason I did that is because I was like, yo, in, in the back of my head, I was like, dog, I don't want nobody's significant other oh my pulling God. up talking about like, yo, you got my X, Y, Z doing blah, yeah. blah, blah. Like, I don't want no smoke with nobody. Right, right. You know what right. I'm saying? So I told everybody from jump, like, look, We'll do what y'all are comfortable with. Mm-hmm. 
some of y'all might be more comfortable than others. You know what I'm saying? Some of y'all, I see what y'all do on your IG, and you know what I'm saying? You be butt booty ball naked. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's booty bouncing. Booty, so, booty bouncing. <laughs> booty bouncing. Oh my God. So go follow the cast right now. Right, right. <laughs> Not I said actually. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, but he had but he had but you had to ask that question because that helped me know what could be written, you know. Like I don't want to write a, a kissing scene or intimacy scene and the people aren't comfortable with that. Right, I think that that's right. such an important question. I'm glad you asked that. Yeah. Max was like, man, I'm cool with whatever. And I said, hey, I'm fine with whatever as long as I take a shot. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. real. That's real. Now, shout out to y'all for making y'all set safe, though, because that is, that's important yeah. and it needs to be acknowledged, you know? Yeah, I, mean? I, don't, I don't, trust me, I don't want nobody coming for me for nothing. Mm. Like, yeah. yo, I felt, I felt threatened on set and blah, blah. No, right. I don't need those problems. Right. No, that's a, that's a big fact. Um, Man, I, I I enjoyed this. Oh, we didn't talk about Megan. We didn't talk about. Uh, I guess her name is Rika White. We didn't talk about yeah. Megan's character any too. Was she? Is she? Are, I'm assuming that everybody. I know. I heard casting calls, so I'm assuming that everybody sort of plugged into the idea of acting as for trade. It wasn't like, hey, I know this girl named Rika. Just bring her in here. Or was it like that? No, she... no, no. I think the only person that it was like that for was actually it was two people. Chris. Mm -hmm. Uh, because I told Rayshawn I needed, uh, I wanted the white boy to be like a Paul Walker type, you know. Right. <laughs> um, so I had Rayshawn bring me, bring me Max, and then uh, Malik. I think he was a referral from Ashley. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So those were the only two that we actually got referrals and recommendations for that we didn't fill mm -hmm. uh, from the casting call that we had, but. Uh, Rika, I worked with Rika years ago and um, hadn't talked to her in a long, long time. She saw the casting call. She came out. I think she actually auditioned, auditioned for the part of Melissa. Nice. And I said, nah, nah. you're not going to be Melissa because I think we already found our Melissa. But you can read for this other part. And she did that. And, um, you know, this was her first time doing any type of acting or anything like that. So, nice. you know, she had her reservations. And you know, I was like, hey, we'll 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 direct you and coach you through it. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's gonna be cool. Good. Right, it's just pretty much everybody first time, so you ain't got nothing to, nothing to worry about. Yeah. I I have a question. Yeah. Um, did you film against the fence at an airport? Yes. <laughs> you are wild. Yeah. Uh, you are wild. No. <laughs> no. no. So, so you know over by uh by Norfolk Airport, there's like a place where you can like pull up and park and watch yeah, the planes no, like no. yeah. Yeah. Off of Robin Hood, yeah. Yeah, off yeah, Robin they, Hood. They, they, yeah, they put you in handcuffs for that. Um Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll pass. I'll Just pass out on here that taking buddy. all kinds of risk. Yeah, you know. Oh man. <laughs> Did it Listen, for the I think I'll I take actually... risks. I'll take risk filming, but there are two places Three places, really, I do not play games with, and that is hospitals, military bases, and airports, because they will they will put you under the jail first, yeah, and then yeah. ask you what you were doing. So. Yeah, that 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 sounds about right. Um, <laughs> I think by that particular point in time, I was just ready to wrap it up filming. I was like, yo, I don't care. We'll we'll just. So get you it picked done. that place? You picked that? 
Yeah, yeah, it's, I know, Whoa, man. Let me pick that. You know? yeah. It was funny to me, too, because he was like, let's meet at our spot. I was like, their spot is off of Robin Hood Road outside the airport. <laughs> yeah, man, you know, they, they like to watch the airplanes. There's, there's a ton of stuff that we didn't get an opportunity to actually film because oh. COVID. So there's, there's like, I think maybe seven scenes that we were not able to film because COVID hit and we had to pause. And then it was just like, all right, everybody's starting to look different and put on pounds after COVID. So let's hurry the shit up. Hair got we longer. Had, yeah, hair got longer. People got pregnant. It was just like, all right. Hair got yeah. shorter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to give y'all shit. And this is, I'm, I'm being, I'm, I'm talking shit to be funny. But um, so where was the house at? where the uh bachelor party was uh was at it it, nah. it looked like a, a house in, in the rocks on the cliffs of yeah, uh, virginia yeah. beach so yeah that that shit is not here at all i know <laughs> i know it's not here <laughs> i'm sorry i just I, i'm an editor so i had to just give you a little bit of shit for that yeah so. i, I yeah. found that somewhere online one of the one of them sites that i use for royalty free shit yeah what was what was funny to me too was I looked up I was like in that corner of the screen I believe that I see the on air network recording studio yeah <laughs> yeah yo I think I think one of my computers is in your is in your shot <laughs> probably yeah yeah and it's that funny because is... like I looked down at my phone I looked back up and I was like I know that room <laughs> yeah. that is act that y'all talk about the uh the, the pharmaceutical office yeah yeah yeah, yeah shout out to Viz Inc. Yeah, shout out to Viz Inc. In this piece. Yeah. Man, but that's all. So what what were the um difficulties as far as shooting? Like you talked a little bit about it, shooting during the pandemic. Were there any like scares about COVID? Whereas like as far as like filming inside of different businesses, did they have certain concerns or like what you were doing? So luckily with the uh with the businesses, I believe the majority of them we we were able to film prior to the pandemic. So, you know, those were done and out the way. Um, as far as the actual pandemic and filming that, we did have some concerns like, hey, how are we gonna film and be socially distant? And, you know what I'm saying? Like, how are we gonna get tested and all of this stuff? So it was like, you know what? Um, I think we shut down, what, March 13th? And that yeah. effectively just paused production for everything um, until, Shit, when did we resume? It was cold outside, so it was probably like November, December. Mm. Yeah. So, no, it couldn't have been. It had to be after the new year because, you know, holidays, we were trying to figure out what folks were going to be doing for the holidays. And then, you know, COVID was still going crazy along with the flu. So, yeah, it was after the new year that we resumed and finished filming. Um, so, you know, it kind of put a monkey wrench in, in the, the production timeline. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I think outside of COVID, just trying to work with everybody's schedules, man. That's that was like the biggest thing because you know we got what eight act eight actors plus crew. So I think at any given moment on set we had like thirteen people, um, and just trying to coordinate them schedules, man. It's like when you're not paying people to be at a certain place, yeah. It's it's only but so much you can do. That's you know what I'm saying? Um, so you know, uh, luckily prior planning prevent his poor performance and we were able to to get everybody you know filmed in a timely manner that's what's up man i i do have one question like did all these people meet in college or something like that or like i don't necessarily i know how obviously 
Krista and Melissa know each other, but as far as everybody else, I don't, I didn't really know, like, what's the... Oh, you're uh, talking about in the show? In the show, yeah. The yeah, show, yeah. Like, yeah. The, uh, the actual characters. Uh, he needs an <laughs> origin story. Yeah, yeah so... Prequel. So we'll, prequel. We'll, we'll get the, uh, we'll get the origin. We'll, that, that was a really good question, but the origin story appetizer. is going to come in season two. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Of course, yeah. the appetizers. the prequel, huh? <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the origin story is, is going to be a couple episodes in, in season two. Uh, okay. um, it's going the season two is going to be a lot longer. I think we're slated for 10, 11 episodes, mm. and we're legit trying to make those like 25 minutes consistently each episode. Mm. Um, so, you know, we kind of bounced around between, I think, 15 and 22 in season one. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I think Treasy missed it when I said it, but like, you know, we, we didn't shoot a lot of scenes because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, I think cutting out those scenes is, is what shortened a lot of these episodes from what they should have been. Um, but we, we gonna work on that for next season though. That's what's yeah. up. Yeah, that's good, man. I, I'm, I'm excited to, to, to see the story open up. What's your ultimate, what's you guys' ultimate goal with this? Like if you had it, like, what do you, what do you want this side's experience to sort of like do for your careers, do for, you know, the, the property itself? Like where, where do you want it to go? Actually, I'll let you answer first. Um, I, I honestly, I want to just my ultimate goal is always to turn my books into a movie, and I always wanted to be part of that script writing process. So, this was the jump start in learning the production side, learning script writing, and you know, I had a friend tell me to get that knowledge early on from someone as experienced as Joe, who has his own company with Steph and what they're doing. It it really has taught me a lot. Um, he even, you know, once got let me get behind the camera and he taught me a few more things. So I think that for me, it's just being able to take what I learned here. And like Joe said, be able to continue to write scripts and write full time is my ultimate goal. And I'm working towards that right now already on another project. So it, it's just that's for that's it for me. I'm a writer 100 percent more than I am an actress. Right. Um, so, <laughs> that's all good. Uh, so I, I, I love writing. I love creating stories that people can get lost in or watch and get lost and related in. And I hope to translate that from my books into, you know, a blockbuster hit one day. Joe, stay tuned because I'm going to call on you, bro. Mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. All right, I told you. I'm, I'm ready. I'm willing. I'm able. Let's do it. Mm. So y'all, y'all heard that right here on Kind of Movie Critics. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. That's what's yeah. up. Yeah. That's what's up. Um, I think for for me, uh, the the short term goal is to obviously perfect side so that we can get it to a streaming platform where we're you know among other top shows that people enjoy watching. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we want to be on FX streaming. You know, we want to be on uh, what is it? Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime, all of them streaming services. I'm like, hey guys. Virginia's Virginia's making some dope stuff. Y'all That's need to fact. come come check us out. You know, That's um, one. But I think my ultimate goal. I know my ultimate goal is to open a studio in Virginia and be able to provide the opportunities that we're providing right now, but on a much bigger scale. Right. Um, to be able to bring in uh, folks that are are learning in this area, basically. I, I don't know how else to say this, but um, create a pipeline from like high school all the way up until whatever time you want to retire. Yep. But that entire time be 
creating and producing uh, work here in Virginia. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I'm, I'm kind of on a, a mission right now to see who I can talk to about getting our uh, our tax credits raised for production in Virginia. I had a conversation mm-hmm. with a gentleman that works for CBS. Mm-hmm. He said, yo, ain't nobody coming to Virginia because y'all, y'all tax, tax credits is trash. Terrible, yeah. It's, it's yeah. super trash. Yeah. And I think when you look at it, it's like $9 million. That ain't nothing. Right. Georgia don't have no cap. Right. And North Carolina's cap is, I believe, like 31 mil, something like that. So, you know, mm. Virginia has a long way to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think if, if creatives keep creating, uh, especially on a high level, and they're providing the opportunities and they're displaying the talent, um, it's only a matter of time before it happens. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's a fact. That's a, And that's a hell of a mission, man. I know a couple years back, you know, I, I remember uh, seeing that letter that Netflix wrote to Northam, to Governor Northam, mm-hmm. man, about, you know, listen, man, all you got to do is comply and, and, and we're ready to bring, you know, mad productions your way. So I don't know what the holdup is there. I'm not really tapped into like the Virginia Production Alliance and all the Virginia film, you know, the Virginia Film Commission the way that I should be. But I know certain people like uh, I hear Jeff Frizzell's name all the time. Um, there, there are certain people that uh, that are there, and and from from what I understand, just from all my peripheral conversations, um, that is a serious, serious. That's that's what everybody wants, right? Like mm-hmm. that's what everybody wants, and I think that's something that uh, you know, the, the, there are some other people out there that are really fighting that fight, man. So I'm pretty sure jumping in that pool with them uh, is is not too, you know, too far of a stretch, man. But uh, we need that. Virginia yeah, needs that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, as long as you get fresh faces. Uh, that are competent in what they're doing and consistent in what they're doing and basically have a resume that displays, yo, we dope and we, this is what we doing. And we got people that are with us to do it. Um, eventually they're going to have to listen, Yeah, you know, there's power in numbers. And I know we've, I've had this conversation with you before. Um, but if this area just come together and everybody work together, yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like there's no, one thing that I, I really enjoyed about this particular set and working on this series is that it, we ain't had no egos. Right. Like nobody was ego tripping about anything. Everybody was there to have a good time and and create magic. And that's what we did. Yeah. You know, so if, if more folks can come together and do that in this area, we we can get this shit done like tomorrow. Yeah, that's a fact. But but to throw into that point, Joe, I think another thing too is the door open also for black writers in this industry. I think it's just something that I remember having a conversation with the executive producer of Breaking Bad. Um, We were randomly talking while he was getting his computer fixed. And Mm. he was like, the industry's demanding. They're looking, they're searching for black writers right now. And I said, absolutely. So I feel like to be part of a project that's allowing for black writers to, you know, showcase their talent and creativity is really, really important. So that's really going to help in Hollywood really bring that culture that's really been missing behind the scenes, not just in front of the camera, but behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really think that that's an important piece as well, alongside black directors. And I, I, every time I even share out the trailer, I'm always hashtagging black directors and black writers because right. <laughs> like, it's, it's just so, it's just so important in this industry. And I think it's starting to get the notice that it needs, but we need to keep our foot on the gas. That's yep. good. Hell of a mission. I got one last question for you, Joe. And then, uh, and then I'm, I'm, I'm done personally. If my team is, um, it, and this is, a, this is going to be a hard question for you, Joe. 
Because okay. me, me as a content, you know, you know, Corey and I, Martin as well, man, we've been doing content for a little minute, man. And um, I'm always plagued with this, no matter what I do, no matter what scale it is. This always, I can't think of anything but this. Okay. What would you do different given the opportunity from a production standpoint? What would you do different? Oh, man. What would um, you like to improve on, I should say? I think... I think lighting was was one of the um, lighting and audio mm-hmm. were were two of the things that I would have done a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's to the naked eye or the naked ear, nobody is gonna you know really unless it's like super terrible, right? Like right. Trash, trash. No one's gonna know. You know, oh, this, that wasn't tweaked right or that wasn't EQ'd right or whatever. Yeah. Um, that wasn't lit properly unless you just can't see shit. Right. But, you know, to to a trained eye, it's like, damn. Right. We could have lit that a little better. Like, damn. We could have placed that audio, that, that mic somewhere where it would have sounded better. And that's something that, you know, our audio guy, first time he did it. Right. I think he did an exceptional job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He, he learned a lot. Um, and he was leaning on me for stuff. And I'm like... Dog, my, my knowledge of audio is a little bit about a little bit, not a lot about a lot. Right, so, right. you know, I'm going to need you to learn some stuff on your own, too. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, between between the audio and the lighting, uh, I think the only other thing I probably would have done a little different was actually, like, saved up some more ducats so I could pay, hey. pay people to do something. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. That, but, uh, yeah. yeah. That's coming soon, though. That's coming soon, yeah. and and, yeah. and and I wanted to ask that question because, uh, and this is now that is me talking to our listeners, man, because I don't know who's real, who's faithful, and and who has the ability to do things out there, man. But you know, obviously, these are black creators, uh, young creators that are really trying to create content that matters, uh, give power to voices to people that matters, and as you can hear, they care about the people that they work with, create and safe spaces. And if there's any resources that you have as a listener of this show. Uh, if you have any ability to help them produce season two or whatever you can do, nothing, you know, nothing is not enough. You know what I mean? So right. uh, yeah. uh, hopefully there's somebody out there that maybe can tap in and say, listen, man, I, I don't mind throwing my hand out there to help you really produce season two. I would love to see that happen. So Yeah, that would be amazing. I appreciate you for telling the listeners that, man. Yeah. Like one thousand percent. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. For uh, sure. I do have one question. Um, Since this is. The kind of movie critics podcast we love TV and movies a lot, and I just wonder: is there anything you guys have been watching recently that you really love that you want to talk about? Great question. Let's see. I've gone back and I've been rewatching. Uh, I've been rewatching two shows: Breaking Bad and Billions. Those oh, are yeah. two shows that I have gone back, and I just like to watch them. Breaking Bad for so many reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, just from the the cinematography of it and the writing and acting standpoint, and then billions. I mean, we talking about we're talking about billions. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That's right. that's a, that's a fucking great that's show. Yeah, it's a it's a great fucking show. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, and you know yeah. that's those those are the two things I'm watching currently. Okay. Uh, for for me, I've been watching a lot of movies, but I've been binge watching uh, Grey's Anatomy. Shonda Rhimes, mm-hmm. literally one of my favorite creators out there, creative writers, and I'm taking her class now. And um, just the way there's one episode that she filmed that was in the hospital when 
Dr. Bailey was giving her birth to her baby and there was a bomb in the hospital. I just love the irony of that episode. The way she wrote it was brilliant. Mm. I just, I get lost in that, just the correlation between everything going on. And then Game of Thrones um, is still one of my favorites. Yeah. Still, I like the the battle in the castle with the, the, the army of the dead, that just how they film. Joe has me looking at movies a little bit differently. Now I'm looking at how they, they yeah. hold the camera. What angle are you at? <laughs> so <laughs> not just the writing. So, I mean, just the way they shot that. And I love watching behind the scenes, as you know, because I do a lot of research. And they were talking about how they shot that and how to tell several stories at one time. I was just fascinated with it. So you're like that's the kind of what... you're the first person I know that like really loved the episodes beside me because everybody else I know like really hates it and says it's too dark. But I'm like it's it's brilliant. Like yeah, wow. it really is. Like that show brilliant brilliantly written for it to be based off of a book and then they got ahead of the books. Yeah. So I'm always fascinated with that kind of stuff. Again, like I'm a thriller writers, so I have to go dark and you have to sit in a space for a while if you know what writers have to mentally go through to create characters like that. And even when I write in my own books, I have to be isolated for a while. And then for a while, when you come out of it, you don't really talk to people. You have to like snap back into it because mm. um, you just was basically in the mind of a psychopath. So, <laughs> I, I, so <laughs> it's not a lot of fun. So, but yeah, I, I love Game of Thrones. One of my favorites. And then I just saw Candyman. So, Candyman was that shit. I still haven't seen I'm going to say Handyman because I don't know how many I got. So I'm going to say Handyman. We can kick it slime. Just be like Bandyman. I like that. That. Yeah, shout out, shout out to our, our Candyman episode because it, it was it was the one that came out before this. So if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. It's it's off the right. chain. Lizzy uh, Lizzy uh, did her thing in that one. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I be over here getting possessed. Uh, for sure, for sure, man. Well, uh, listen, man, I, I can't thank y'all enough for for you know uh, having the guts to step out there. And to create something for people to talk about, uh, I wish you nothing but love for season two, Joe. You already know what time it is, man. If if there's, you know, I say that, man, and and I do mean it. And I know, like you, if you hit me a few times to help you with this season, and I was in the middle of shooting a, a whole reality show by myself, bro. So I, I wish I, I know how it goes. I wish I could have done more for you, man. But if 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 I if I happen to be free, whatever I can help you do for season two, my brother, you can count on it. You can count right. on it, man. And, I appreciate um, that. I appreciate that. And Ashley, it was a pleasure meeting you, man. You all right with me. Nice Fuck your hey. character, but I like you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Melissa was cool. <laughs> it's just acting. It's just acting. I know, I know. I, that means I must have did a good job, at least to some degree. You, 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 <laughs> you did, called me man. Melissa like three times. I did, man. No, I, it was a pleasure meeting all of you. I, I, again, I'm just thankful for a chance to just share the collaboration part with Joe and him giving me a chance to even share my creativity with everyone as well. So um, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Glad I was free. Yeah. I'm glad you were too. And, and shout out, tell everybody where they can watch the series at. So uh, you can watch it online, uh, sidesseries.com. Or if you go to YouTube, just type in side series and uh, yeah, it should pop right up for you. Six episodes. I don't think that you're going to, Stop watching. You probably binge it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you probably binge it. I think it, uh, if you binge going straight through, it's like an hour forty six minutes. So it's about the length of a movie. Mm. And let's just face it, y'all got time. So go ahead, <laughs> go yeah. watch it. Yeah. And at the end but, of the day, leave a comment. 
we want to yeah. hear from y'all. <laughs> drop, drop, drop a comment. We need to, we need to start conversations. We need to see who's team Melissa, team Malik, and all of that good stuff. That's a fact. I'm team Krista. I hope she fuck. I hope she fuck around and leave all y'all niggas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what's up, man. Well, you know the vibes with us, man. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Kinda K I N D A Movie Critics or on Twitter at Kinda movie crits and we will be putting the link for sidesseries.com in our uh in the description for this episode so if you couldn't catch it from joe because he was driving click on the link nigga when you get home and watch that jump it is definitely it'll have you screaming and mad at everybody on the screen but you're gonna keep watching to see who gonna fuck up next that's guaranteed right. that's right that's right <laughs> and, and, and remember we call ourselves kind of movie critics because we kind of are and we're kind of not just a bunch of people that like to watch movies This has been an On Ear Network production.